Do you want to learn the tools and strategies that can propel you to the next level in life? Do you want to understand how to maximize your fullest potential? Since 2001, Empower You has impacted and changed the lives of tens of thousands of people from around the world. And now we bring the life-changing experience to you. So welcome to the Empower You podcast with Brent Williams and Byron Dempsey. The podcast that delves into the ins and outs of the Empower You program and gives you a behind the scenes glimpse into what really goes on at these life-changing events. Okay, so this is episode two of the Empower You podcast. We're going to be talking about the six pillars, which is, I guess, the backbone of the program. We say they're the six most important ideas. We're going to be breaking up each one in not too much detail because we're going to do entire episodes on each one, but we want to go through the core concepts, I guess, that young people should be learning and why we teach them. But before we get into that, I'd love to know, you know, what's the origin of the six pillars? Like, why did you come up with them? How did you choose these six? You know, how did that yeah. all happen? So um, I'm going to share with you uh, something I've never shared before, actually. And I only just realized it as you asked me that question. So Empower You goes over a full Saturday, full Sunday. So we're talking 12 and a half, 13 hour days, mm. big days. And over the course of each day, we have a whole lot of games, activities and processes, but we also have a lot of theory and strategy. And so I draw them up on flip charts. So big kind of butcher paper flip charts. Mm. So by the end of the weekend, you've got maybe 40 or 50 ideas wrapped around the room. All colorful, visual. visual. Colorful. Yeah. yeah. And what happened is um, no idea when I, when I first wrote Empower You, no idea stood above any other. They're all just each idea I found relevant and important so wait, in so each you area. you didn't launch with the six pillars? No, never. Okay. No, it was just like, here's Empower You. Let me teach you this idea, this idea, this idea. We, mm. we had a bit of a flow to the weekend, like uh, in terms of what order sections were. But yeah, there was no idea that was above any other. But of course, in running the program for so many years now, 20 of them, I realized what ideas I felt were most important for me. What were the ideas that I've truly used at the highest level? What were the ideas that I've seen participants use at the highest level? What was the feedback I was getting from the many thousands of graduates? And there was consistencies in what people were saying. That's all, that was the idea that was for me. That was the idea for me. And what happened was, as more and more I presented the program, I'd expand and thicken the ideas because I had more stories and references and examples to draw on. Now, there's a man called Brian Tracy. Have you heard of him? No. Okay, Brian Tracy is a very famous 80s and 90s sales expert. Him and Tom Hopkins, I think it was Tom Hopkins. I'm pretty sure that's his name. They were the two authorities on sales. Like John Maxwell is for leadership. Mm. These guys were sales guys. They yeah. had like, and famously, Brian Tracy would sell these audio packs. He'd do these big 5,000 stadium seminars and he'd sell, here's my 21 irrefutable laws of sales. Here's my 15... Um, 15 pillars of marketing. And mm. it was always these like very buzz titles. So I ran a seminar about a decade ago on wealth and I called it the nine pillars of wealth. I thought it was a really cool name. Mm. And so that name always stuck with me. And it was about five years ago that I made the decision. I thought, you know what? There's some ideas in this weekend that are the big ones. I'm going to call them pillars. And I'm going to call them the pillars because I really do believe that they are the backbone of everything we teach and empower you. So there were originally five pillars, five pillars of Empower You. Yeah, this, you're talking about this because I was presenting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then so there was five pillars of Empower You, but there's been an addition in the last 12 months. We've given a sixth pillar. And that's came about because it was just, again, there was the five pillars, but there was this one idea I teach and I get so passionate about it. I mean, if anyone's seen me present, you know that I, in moments I get really fired up. I'm mm. really like 
Do you get this? Like yeah, it's yeah. almost like I want to shake a participant. Do you understand how good this is? You know, shh, 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 listen. <laughs> um, and so there are six pillars. So uh, I always say that, you know, if you don't remember anything of the weekend, but you remember these six, that's all you need to do. Yeah. So that's how it came about. It was just over time, um, the quality rose and it was just clear to me that these are the big ones. These are the things that land for people. These are the things that stick in people's memory mm. and will have the greatest impact on them. That's not to say that all those other things aren't relevant, but those six, they're mm. the core ideas. So, And I guess at the end of the program when you say, you know, who's what's your favourite flip chart here? It's probably they were the common ones. Always. Everyone was saying, oh, that yeah. one, that one, that one. Yeah. All right, let's make these a pillars. Yeah, yeah. It was rare that I'd get anything outside of those. Yeah, I'd right. say 80% of the answers were the six and 20% were just random ones. Mm. Um, so let's, should we break down the six? Yeah. So pillar number one, which is actually my entire fa favorite, I think. Well, yeah. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. But I'm just very passionate for young people to take on this one. I think it's, I think the pillar number one is more relevant for my audience now than ever before. Yes. Yeah. Because of social media, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's comfort zones. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we present it pretty early in the program because I mean, Empower You is getting out of your comfort zone. Um, but do you just want to explain, I guess, it's difficult because it's very visual, but we'll do yeah. our best yeah. to explain yeah, yeah, yeah. how comfort zones Totally. Works. So I'm sure that everybody listening or watching this podcast has heard of that term before. Yes, of course. Like, I think, what's a comfort zone? Is what? So, I, so, but in saying that, let's explain what a comfort zone is. Because people might have heard of the term, but let's just, just expand on it. Yeah. So what is a comfort zone? A comfort zone is simply a place in time where you feel comfortable. Whether it's the people you hang around with, like your friends, that's a comfort zone because you feel comfortable. Whether it's the things that you're doing, hobbies or sports or interests, you're comfortable, or the environment you put yourself in. It's comfortable. So that's what a comfort zone is. It's just a place in time, people you hang around with, things mm. you're doing that are comfortable for you. You're probably in your comfort zone right now. If you're listening to this, you're probably driving yeah. or wherever you are. I assume you're well within your comfort zone. Totally. Yeah. So there's no risk. There's no fear of failure mm. uh, or judgment or ridicule. That's what a comfort zone is. Now, if I was to ask anyone listening right now, what would you feel if you were to step outside your comfort zone? They'd probably list a whole bunch of things. Like what are some of the things that you think would come to mind if you were to step outside your comfort zone? What are some of like, the feelings you might feel? I mean, anxiety, stress, probably overwhelm. You know, they're the, they're the key words that I see people saying. Yeah. Probably those three ones. Anxiety, yeah. stress, overwhelm, um, fear of failure. Um, what else? I guess fear of the unknown. You know, what is, what's out there? What's going to happen? Fear of judgment. They're probably the key ones that jump into my head, yeah. Now, I've, I've had audiences probably, you know, outside of Empower You, I've also spoken in stages, maybe close to 200,000 people. And I've always asked that question. What do you feel when you step outside your comfort zone? Now, I would say, Byron, that 99% of answers are negative. Mm. Anxiety, fear, uncertainty, rejection. They're negative. Now, what's important to recognize is if you associate stepping outside a comfort zone with a negative experience, do you want to step outside your comfort zone? Of course not. Of course not. So the first thing we need to recognize is you're going to change that association. But ultimately, when we step outside of our comfort zone, we experience a whole lot of emotions. Let's call it fear. Mm. Let's, just, let's just label it fear. Those words can all be summed up into Totally. Fear. fear. Now, when we feel fear, we have one of two choices. We keep going or we step back. Mm. Most people step back. But when we step back, all we do is validate that fear. If we push through, we may not get the outcome, but we get a lesson. And that's the important thing to focus on. Yes. Not necessarily the result you want, but the lesson you're going to learn. So as we continue to push through our comfort zone through fear, when I ask people in the audience, and I'll see what you have to say here, if we were to push through that fear, 
what do you think are some of the emotions you might feel? You've got to push through the fear. Push I mean, through the fear. a sense of achievement, mm. success, um, proud. You're proud of yourself. You're feeling, um, I think proud is probably the word that jumps to me most. Mm. I'm proud I've achieved something. Yeah. Achievements. Yeah. And isn't that interesting again? Because all of those words were positive. Mm. And that is a reflection of the answers I always get. Everybody just about associates stepping outside a comfort zone with the Navy experience, but everybody also associates that if you to push through that fear, it's going to be something positive. Now, is it going to be positive? Maybe, maybe not. Mm. Let me make it really clear. If it was always positive, there you'd, would be no comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. You'd always do it. A comfort zone's created on past negative experiences. Mm. Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off there. No, it's fine. Um, so we won't always get the outcome we want, but what we will get, and this is the important point that everyone really needs to get, is whether you push through fear and get the result you want or not, you're going to grow from the experience. Yeah. And it's the growth that we need to focus on. And as we continue to grow as human beings, we're going to achieve success. Now, success is whatever it is to you. Mm. It might be different to me. Everybody listening and watching this podcast, everyone's got a different definition for success. But I love a, I love a quote by Earl Nightingale. And he said that success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal, which simply means success is you working on a goal that's of value to you and society. Mm. That's what it is. Yeah. Whether you achieve it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the reason I love this one so much is because I do think people, young people are living their entire lives within their comfort zone because it's never been easier to step back into it. Mm. And I think it's so, if, you, if all you do is get outside of your comfort zone, you're so far above everyone else in this generation. Like it's insane because it's any level of confrontation, bang, t- I'll do it over text. I won't confront them. I'll just do it over text or I'll just ignore it. Yeah. Sweep under the rug. I think there's a lot of sweeping under the rug. Yeah. And getting out of your comfort zone, you know, there is no winning or losing, only winning or learning. Yes. So whether you win or whether you fail, you're going to learn. Yeah. And that's important because you're going to fail. And yeah. if you don't fail, screw you. You're, you yeah. know, you don't deserve that. <laughs> and, and you know what? And just in, in terms of you saying you're winning or learning, I want to connect the dots to that particular point with pillar number two. Mm. Because there is a, there is a, um, a bridge that I want to gap there. Is it bridge I want to gap or gap I want to bridge? Bridge I want to gap? I don't know. There's a gap. I want to bridge that gap. I want to bridge that gap. I want to bridge that gap. (laughs) That'd be a good uh, outtake for bloopers. (laughs) I want to bridge the gap between comfort zones and what you just commented on, which was you either get the results you want or you get the lesson. Mm. You only get the lesson if you ask the right questions. And let me explain why I'm connecting it to pillar number two. So pillar number one is comfort zones and your relationship to fear. That's what pillar number one is. And again, we'll expand on that another time. Pillar number two um, is, is called playing above the line. So pillar number one is comfort zones as a title. Pillar number two is playing above the line. Now, what does this mean? Well, uh, my first book that I wrote called The World of Your Feet, uh, there's a story that I share of two brothers. And this, basically these two brothers uh, are born into a very difficult household. Their father's an alcoholic who beats their mother. This is their whole upbringing, mm. seeing their mother get beaten, then they get beaten to try and protect her. Very negative view on life. Yes. Mm. So by all, by all estimates, you think both of these kids are going to turn out pretty bad based on the environment they're in, mm. except one turns out to be amazing, does really well for himself, um, kicks goals at school, gets married, has a great career. Life is great for this guy. The second brother, just like his dad, troublemaker, petty crimes, goes to jail, 10 years in prison. Mm. Uh, a journalist asked both of these brothers why they turned out the way they did. What's interesting is both of them have the same answer. Their answer is, why, how could I turn out any differently with a father like that? Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh, right? So we have two brothers, same upbringing, 
totally contrasting outcomes in life, but they have the same answer. Here's the point and what pillar number two is about. The reason they have the, both the same answer is it's down to ultimately their perspective on the same yes, event. That's the word there, perspective. So the first brother, the successful one, we would say, we call it above the line because let's say there's a line. You're either above the line or below the line. Mm. Above the line, people take accountability, responsibility, and ownership. What's important with that is you need to recognize not everything's your fault, but it becomes your responsibility. Mm. Now, when I say this, this is not a 100% guarantee here, but in general, not everything's your fault, but it becomes your responsibility. What that means is, is that if you take responsibility for things, you immediately can affect change. If you don't take responsibility, you're a victim to that circumstance. Can I give a very relevant example Please. right now? Um, with COVID, I guess, hitting right now, I know a lot of young people, they want to have good friendships, but I've seen this thing going around on TikTok and they're like, if you stop messaging your friends, you'll notice they stop messaging you. That's a bad relationship. And I'd agree. They're not reaching out to you, but what if we were to take ownership? Okay, they're not reaching out to me, but I can still reach out to them. Maybe they have something going on and that's a reason they're not reaching out to me. I'm going to still put an effort, even though they're not putting effort back in. And maybe that's going to be really great for them. Once again, I don't know what the outcome is going to be. Maybe they are crap friends and they're ignoring you, or maybe they've just got some stuff going on and I haven't been able to message you and you've reached out to them. So you can take ownership of that relationship as opposed to just going, oh, they're crap, canceled, they're done which is what a lot of young people are doing. Mm, mm. I think this point of living above the line, in my opinion, because I often ask Sage, what's your favorite one? Out of all the pillars, I think this, yeah. for, I don't know if you agree. I do. This is probably the one that people get the most value out of. It's the biggest like, whoa, okay, I, yeah. I've been living below the line my, my entire life. Yeah. Uh, look, I agree. It's the biggest one. And I would also say uh, it's the one where people are really surprisingly always very honest about that too. Mm. So, so, and just to, for those who haven't done Empower You and don't know what we're talking about, let me finish the point so they understand why it's impressive mm. that they're honest. So playing above the line, you take accountability, responsibility and ownership. When you play below the line, you blame other people, make excuses and live in denial. That's the brother in jail. Yeah. These are the choices you make in life. So we either play above the line or below the line in all scenarios in life. And the question I always ask audiences, which impresses me about their honesty is, if you were to ask yourself an honest question, up until this point in life, would you have spent 51% or more of your time above the line or below the line? Mm. And universally, Byron, every single time I ask this question without fail, 95% of my audience will put up their hand. I've spent more time below the line. Mm. I love that honesty because once you're honest about that, you can take ownership to change it. And also it's because they're in a space where everyone's willing to do that. Yeah. Would people do that at school? I'm not too sure. Mm. Maybe they mm. would, depending mm. on the year group. Yeah. But even if you believe that, you don't want to raise your hand because everyone's going to see you. And yeah. It's going to be embarrassing. Yeah. Here, no one cares. Yeah. Which is, you know, just a testament to the environment. Hundred mm. percent. So that's that's pillar number two: playing above the line or below the line. You're yeah. either at cause or effect. You're either the victim or the victor. Or as you know, you might have heard it before: growth mindset, fixed mindset. Yeah. It's kind of similar analogies. Yeah. 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 So that's pillar number one: cover zones. Pillar number two: playing above the line or below the line. Pillar number three: it's a really simple one to understand. Mm. Um, this was my mum's favorite, by the way. Oh, is that right? Yeah, she was like, man, I, I've always understood it, but I never understood it to this degree. I was yeah. like, wow, this is really good. Yeah, oh, that's great to hear. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, I, I love at Empower You, this is not a huge spoiler, but I do like showing scenes from movies mm. uh, as, as a big movie buff um, and uh, being someone pursuing a career in, in film. I like showing clips from movies and there's a scene I show from The Karate Kid. And it's funny because some of the movies I show, some have seen, some haven't, they've aged you know, they're like a generation past. Like I show movies from the 80s, mm. 90s. But this movie, even in 2021, I say, who's seen The Karate Kid? Yeah, Hands it's, go up. It's, it's a, a classic. It's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah. And so I'll show the last scene. I'm sure everyone's familiar with Daniel Russo, 
does the the uh, crane kick to mm. kick Johnny Lawrence in the face and wins it. Miyagi's, yeah. It's this great moment. And so the scene is a reflection of pill number three. So when we talk about success, so connecting to pill number one now, which is as you step outside your comfort zone, you feel fear, push through fear, you grow, grow, you achieve success. When we think about wanting success, how do we achieve success? Well, success, when I say success, success might be a dream career. It could be financial uh, goal. It could be asking someone out on a date and getting a yes. Mm. It could be making the most amazing dinner for your family. Like that could be success for you. It's big or small. To achieve success, there are two variables. Two variables. The first variable is the right state of mind. So I call it state. Mm. Having the right state of mind is one of the first, one of the two parts of achieving success. The second part is strategy. Mm. Having the right strategy. So having the right state of mind, which is all about mentality, which is the big focus of this podcast, and combining with a strategy. So state plus strategy equals success. When you look at that same karate kid, Daniel Russo is in what we call a peak state. He's mm. like totally focused. He's in the zone. And you see him, like they, they zoom in and they, you, as they're on his face, they make the crowd go quiet. Yeah. He, they're trying to show he's just, he's not, there is, there is no crowd. It's yeah. just focus, state yeah. of mind. Yeah. And then of course, the strategy that he's been learning the whole film. Mm. So what you need to do in life, if you want to achieve something in whatever field of excellence, know what the right state of mind is and combine it with strategy. Mm. Simple idea. But as you said, your mum really kind of got the magnitude of that when you unpack it. Mm. So that's that's pillar number three. Yeah, and I think that is probably a really important pillar, but it has less effect than the other two. And from my, from when people put their hands up, I think a lot of people enjoy it. They get they get it, but I don't, I, I feel like it won't click until later on. That one, it, it is kind of weird to understand. It's like okay, because you haven't really done that much to the young people. There haven't been that many opportunities. Let me give a great example. And Annie, who I've mentioned to you. We, we did clip and we're like, never wait outside the exam room before an exam. That is going to mess with your state of mind. Because you go out and they go, oh, have you done that question? No. Were you studying last night? No. Have you done this? No, no, no. Oh, are you ready for this question? No. Bang, you're, you're shattered. You now got you're your in the state right, of mind. You're in the wrong state you're of mind. Opposite, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So don't, you know, just focus on yourself. You know what you're doing? Walk into the exam room, have a strategy, go and just focus on your state of mind. Very simple example. It doesn't have mm -hmm. to be a sport or an action thing. It applies to anything. It, it does apply to anything. And, you know, it's interesting that you've raised that comment that, you know, you feel like a lot of people don't see the weight of that as much yes. as they should. And I agree with you because how often, one of the things we do at Empower You is we teach you how to get into state. Mm. There's a whole lot of ways you can get into state. Yeah. You know, you see athletes do it all the time. We've just watched the Olympics and you see how different athletes have different ways in which they get focused. You know, what, whatever it is, it might be a little power move. It might be just a little standing still. It might be, you know, that girl that got silver medal in the high, high jump, the mm. Aussie girl. Every time she did a jump, she'd go to a journal and she'd write down, how was I feeling as I ran yeah, up to yeah. it? What did I see? Yeah. Like, so she's breaking down her strategy, but also working out what state of mind she had as a reference for the next time she so, does it. So, so she so, crushes it, she can mimic that. Totally. Yeah. So there's some examples, real world examples. At Empower You, what we do is one, two, three, yes, one, two, three, yes, one, two, three, yes. It's just a, it's a physical way of saying, let's center ourselves. So mm. whatever's going on, let's get into state. One, two, three, yes, one, two, three, yes, one, two, three, yes. Yeah. And I mean, one of the games we do is the pulse game, right? Yeah. Where you're all in a circle, everyone's talking, what are we doing? All right, let's get into state. One, two, three, yes, yes, yes. Bang. Mm. Everyone's now aligned. Yeah. Ready to go. That's right. And then, and but, 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 but coming back to the point of like people not applying it, it's like, I'll teach this idea on a Saturday. And then on Sunday, we'll do a game in communication. We're going to details about it now, but we'll do a game and people just do the game. And then I'll say on the microphone, hey, you're going to get into state? They're like, oh, yeah. Mm. So it's about the application of the idea yeah. that will further cement the value of the idea. Mm. You know, when you apply it, you can get, you can get the theory of it, 
but it's only in the application you understand it. And so then I'll get into state and then I'll say, well, did anyone discuss the strategy? Oh, no, we just kind of did it. Mm. Well, hang on. Well, let's ask the question. If we were to do this game again, what would you do differently? How could you improve it? And it's it's we should have a whole podcast episode on questions. Mm. Let's do that because really it's about asking quality questions. Yeah. That's a big part of developing strategy and having the right state of mind is asking quality questions. And we don't talk enough because of technology and not being as present. But again, that's another conversation. So pillar number three, state of mind combined with the strategy is going to improve your result. Bang. And it's, it's a great pillar. I think the it doesn't have the same impact on the day as the other first two but it's really powerful if you can wrap your head around it yeah. and just start applying. And once again, it doesn't have to be one, two, three, guess, like we do on Power You. Whatever it is. Whatever yeah. it is for you. It could be, you know, I told you about the Wolf of Wall Street example. Yeah. I'm not a fan of him because I think, you know, yeah, he's a, yeah, yeah, he's a yeah. scam people. But we're, real quick, he basically carried this um, stick around with him in his That's pocket right. yes. and it was, had a pungent smell. And he waited until he was in peak state and he just did this presentation. He crushed it. He walked off stage. He claps his hands and he smells, he sniffs his stick. He gets... Claps his hand, sniffs the stick, does that three times. Now, whenever he sniffs that, it, his brain fires up and he goes, okay, now I'm in state. So that's it for him. And smell is one of the greatest, you know, triggers for that sort of thing. It is the number one. The number of one. all of our senses yeah. for memory recall. Smell is the strongest one. So there yeah. you go. Like there's so many creative ways to do it. That's just what we do to empower you. Yeah. One, two, three, yes. It's loud. It, it's great. It, it could be a song you play. Yeah. You know, if you're going to stay, you've got this one song that gets you going, whatever it is, you know, you play that song. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. there's so many things to... To do. But pillar number four, which is um, in the money and finance section. So actually, that's day one. That's day one. Day yeah. one is three pillars. Day two is another three. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, this is interesting because we said we could open with this pillar. Um, and we've already mentioned it in the introduction. And that's dream struggle prize. Mm. So this is for the money and finance section. Did you just want to break down? It's funny. We put this in the money and finance section. It's life. Yeah. But it's life. Yeah. Honestly, it has nothing specifically to do with money and finance. We just think it's a great spot to put it because it's yeah. really crucial for that section. Yes. But it applies to everything, especially now because of technology. Yeah. Instant gratification is, you know, everywhere. Totally. And that's, you know, I know Gary V said that's a new currency is convenience yeah. and speed. speed. That's yeah. the new commodity. That's the, you know, look at Uber. Uber is just an improvement on, on an existing business, which is taxis. Mm. It's faster and more convenient. That's mm. all it is. McDonald's. Yeah. It's Rich. faster and more convenient. You know what you're getting. There's certainty. So... The, the pillar number four, dream struggle prize. However big your dream, whatever the dream is, there's an equal and proportionate struggle. But it's through that struggle that you earn the prize. Mm. It's why when most people that win lotto, they lose the money in three to four years because they haven't earned it. Yes. They haven't gone through the struggle. So they get the instant reward and then they use it because they haven't earned it. It's why you'd argue <laughs> politicians probably don't spend our money so well because they haven't earned it. Yes. They've been given it. Mm. So when you just got a when you just got a truckload of money you haven't earned, you're a bit more free with giving it out versus actually earning it. So and on the lotto one, because I've often because I've been running my business and you know, mm. cash flow's always been a problem for me. And I'm like, if I just had some money, I could grow a team, I could outsource and everything. But it's like if I had got, you know, 500 grand when I went to start my business, I would, there's no, I wouldn't know what to do with it. I would have wasted it. I wouldn't have had developed any of these skills. Like the struggle was so vitally important. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, that's why a lot of people are self-made because they've gone through that struggle. Mm. Well, there's so rich people, you know, rich kids can have a disadvantage. And I think a lot of people who are self-made and now have lots of money are worried about their kids. And so I don't want them to be entitled. I want them to struggle like I did so they appreciate life. Yeah. Like this is crucial. I love this one. I, I read a book, um, called David and Goliath by Malcolm Gladwell, one of my favorite all-time authors. He's written another great book called The Tipping Point um, as well and Outliers. But in, in David and Goliath, he says he was interviewing a, a Hollywood producer worth $300 million. And this producer said, when I was a kid, he didn't want to be named in the book. 
but worth two, three hundred million dollars. When he was a kid, family of eight in a three bedroom house, like three people in each room, mm. like sharing toilet paper rolls, like, you know, you got a roll for the week between the two of you kind of thing, had to scrap and fight. He, in high school, to earn some extra money, he became an entrepreneur mm. because he was, he was it's such a struggle. The struggle was real for him as a kid. Mm. And it was through that struggle, they had to learn how to sell, which then gave him the skill set to be a great mm. producer. So now this guy's worth 300 million. And he said, the problem for me is, if my kids want a pony, I can give that to them. Exactly, yeah. And it's even though I try and instill the values that I learned, I learned it because I had to. Yeah. My kids don't have to. So he has a great fear because his children are never going to go through the struggle that he went through. And it's very hard for him to manufacture that. It's almost impossible. Yeah. It's like Luke, you know, Luke, my mate, we were just like our version of school would be dropping them off in Kazakhstan for 30 days with 50 bucks, find your way home. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. And this comes back to, I think you'd mentioned earlier, which, which, and Luke's a great example of that, is that I think we're talking about, I mean, we'll talk about gratitude another time, but like my, my son is lacking a bit of gratitude at the moment. He's eight years old. All he wants me to do is buy him Transformer toys. Mm. I need another Transformer. I'm going on eBay. Dad, another Transformer. It's like, look. I always say to him, I said, I can buy this for you, Caden. I can buy them for you. But what's that going to teach you? Mm. And I'm really trying to instill gratitude. My wife and I always say, God, if we could just send him to Africa for two days, yeah. he'd be fine. Well, do you know what? I actually went to Thailand when I was 11 years old and my parents had friends who ran a charity there and we did some stuff. We did two weeks in rural Thailand and then two weeks on an island for my uncle and auntie's wedding. But the first two weeks, we were staying in dodgy places with mosquito nets and giant, like a huge spider, like the size of my hand. And um, we went to the, one of these villages and saw how the kids lived. And we, we, I gave them all packets of chips and they ran around with packets of chips, just like protecting it like their life. And they were, you know, it was such a wake up for me. I was like, yeah. oh my God. Like th that, I actually think that shaped who I was almost having that experience. Perspective like that will breed gratitude mm. because it gives you a different reality to what your life could be mm. and how lucky you are for what you have. Yeah. So, so powerful. I mean, it was like, I'm mindful because we can get into so much stuff here. I know. But I remember when I, when I, I, I climbed a mountain a number of years ago, I'll, I'll do a quick version of this. We can span, expand on, it on another, um, another podcast. But I climbed a mountain in New Zealand years ago and it was the most difficult thing I'd ever done in my life. 62 kilometres in two days, three kilometre ascension. I didn't realise how hard it would be. I'm on top of this mountain like Frodo in Lord of the Rings, right, yeah. looking down. And like I've got shin splints. I'm in so much pain. I just want to roll. I just want to lay down and like have a helicopter pick me up. I was so done. But I'd hit my limit four or five times. Mm. But here's the thing. I had no choice. No exits. There was no exits. I had to get down off this mountain. So I pushed way past my barrier multiple times. And at the end of it, I had so much gratitude for what I'd achieved because I'd gone through that struggle mm. that I had so much more appreciation for what I'd done. And what I have, that I don't have to live a life where I'm going to do that every day. Mm. I mean, there are people that are just walking constantly every day, carrying buckets, you know, from one place to another just to survive. And mm. so it's definitely a big leveler for sure. Um, have you read David Goggin's book, You Can't Hurt Me? No. Oh, it's basically an entire book on Dream Struggle Prize. Right. He's like brother one. But his dad was, a, oh no, he had a dad, he got killed, had another dad, got killed. Um, you know, people, he was black, so had the N-word. They'd carve it through with a knife on his car. You know, just the most brutal upbringing. He's, he's done naval um, SEALs training three times. He's, you know, he's lost all his weight. He's an ultra marathon runner, you know, 200 mile runs, you know. And he, he believes when we hit our capacity, we're at 40%. And he's proven that time and time again. Wow. He, that's his belief. He read, whenever you think you've hit your absolute peak, you're only at 40%. Wow. Like you probably thought you hit your peak and yeah. then, you, then you kept going. And, and that, was the, that was the inspiring thing about it, that I realized I could do way more than I actually thought I could. Yeah. And we all could. 
We all could do way more. I mean, it's like, it's like if you do this right, if you put your arm out mm. and now stretch back as far as you can. So go back as far as you can. As far as you can. Yeah. Now, I want you to go a bit further. And a bit further. Okay, come back to the front. Okay, so did you go further the, sec- the second time? Way further, yeah. But what was the first instruction? Yeah, go as far as you can. Like, it's as simple as that. Yeah. And I'm like, I think we, we're, we're getting too passionate about this yeah, one. We'll move on to the next move one. On, yeah. So but, pillar number four, dream struggle prize. Yeah. Know that there's delayed gratification. You've got to earn it. Yeah. And, that's, and, and it's in the earning that you learn. And real quick, because I love the movie analogies, but every movie is dream struggle prize. Without the struggle, there's no movie. Yeah. All the movie is like 90% struggle. Yeah. You know, they start, they struggle, they finish. Yeah. And so- That's the formula. It's always, it's, the struggle is a journey. And mm. so I believe if you can learn, the dream doesn't matter. The dream, as soon as you hit the dream, we want something else. Yeah. It's a scientific word for that, edonastic adaptation. As soon as you hit that, you want something else. So it's in learning to enjoy that? the struggle. Edonastic adaptation. Edonastic adaptation. He's been, wa- he's been waiting to slip that in yeah. all morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you can learn to enjoy the struggle or enjoy the journey, that's real. That's really where yeah. you, you know, have a good yeah. life, I believe. But, totally, yeah. But, 100%. Um, yeah. Enjoy and understand the importance and value of the journey. Mm. Yeah. So pillar number five. Oh, this one's this one is one of my favorites. And this is kind of like state plus strategy. It's super simple, but it's everything in life. It really is. Mm. So I should say these two in the program don't get as much airtime as the other ones. And it's just because we're short for time. Yeah. Like it's not because we don't want to give it. Like these are great, but they don't get as much airtime as I would love, like them to have yeah. because they're, they're so powerful. Yeah. And I think and and here we are expanding. And, and this is the value of this yeah. for sure. So you know, if I was to ask most people in life how many ways there are to make a chocolate cake, they would say hundreds of ways. They'd say thousands of ways. But there's not. There's only two ways. The first way is trial and error. Mm. And that's where you get all the ingredients mixed around a certain way. And maybe out of five or ten attempts, one's going to start to taste okay. And that's the way a lot of people live their life through trial and error. Nothing wrong with it. It's just a bit of a slow way to do it. Mm. The much faster and smarter way to make a chocolate cake is to follow a recipe, a recipe from a master chef. Someone who's gone out there, made the costume mistakes and perfected their craft. And here's the great thing for everybody in life, for whatever dream, goal or ambition that you have in life, chances are there's somebody out there living it. So what you need to do is go out there, find that person and follow their recipes. So just on that note, what does this mean you need to have? Good communication skills. Mm. You need to understand how to build rapport, Mm. to create win-win situations so that you can create the space to find mentors and role models. But here's the thing. It's way easier than people think it is. Mm. And mentors and role models... They could be people that you look up to that you have to meet in person and try and foster a relationship to get their space and therefore get their knowledge and expertise to fast track your success. Or you could listen to podcasts. I was going to say, you know, you it's could download recipes YouTubes. Are everywhere. everywhere. Books. Every the, book the is di- a recipe. The difficulty isn't finding a recipe. It's filtering through the bad ones mm. and finding a good one. Yeah. That's the challenge young people face now. Yeah. It's like there's so much information. You've got to figure out which ones are actually good and worth listening mm. to. It's like investing in property. There's so many properties out there, but you need to get an education on what to look for. Mm. And that just takes time and experience. Yeah. But uh, there's recipes everywhere. And everything that I've done in my life, I've just followed recipes. I mean, I, I had my first business as a teenager. I've written my first best-selling book before I was 20. I mean, these are th- I look at it now. How did I do that? I didn't know how, but I found people I follow the recipes. Yeah. And the great thing for anyone listening to this that's under 25, your age is a great asset yeah. because you'll stand out just because of your attitude in asking the questions. One of the things that people need to understand with following recipes is one of the six human needs, significance. Significance. Mm. People need significance. Everyone needs significance. When you go to someone and say, you're awesome what you do, can you tell me how you did it? You're giving them significance. And you're playing into the ego. Totally. Like it's, it's a great feeling. Yeah. And like uh, let's like give a practical example. I mean, I, 
I've been running Empower You, not the whole thing, but a lot of the sections because I've just been learning from you. Like how much faster have I been able to do it because I've had you teaching me than you have because you were figuring it out by yourself. Yeah. You and Dale in the early days, you know, were doing this and this. And now like I'm just just flying Speeding through it, it because you're just going, oh, fix that. We'll be at the back yeah. of the room taking notes. Bang, bang. That's all the recipe. Yeah, yeah. And I think also worth pointing out, I wonder if people, I wonder if people think this, Empower You is just recipes. Like That's all it is. You haven't, you haven't done the science that says that below the, between the ages of zero and seven. No. You didn't do that. That's just, you've taken that from someone else. Like a recipe is just us taking stuff from professionals and kind of putting it in a package and deli- de- delivering in a way that you people enjoy it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how much of the program is actually your original content. There was one and it's not even there anymore. And that's the funnel story. Do you know the funnel story? I, I, I think you've briefly told. Yeah. I haven't seen you present it though. That's the only thing that I made up. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't, it doesn't even make the cut anymore. It's all leverage. Yeah. Following recipes is leverage. Mm. Following recipes is efficiency and speed. Um, it, it's not to say you won't make mistakes, but you'll mitigate those mistakes. Mm. You'll make more educated decisions to fast track your success. Yep. Blueprint, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, if anything, you don't have to follow exact recipes, but at least have something that can guide you in the right direction. Like, totally. And I think, I mean, we'll do a whole episode of mentors probably because that's something that's not really spoken about at, no. at school. But mentors is, is crucial. Mm. Like I've kind of gone from Glenn to other people and I've got, I've got you and other people in my life. But, and obviously you can have mentors on podcasts. You can have one-on-ones. There's lots of different ways of doing it. But that's just a recipe. Yes. Yeah. Like that's a big one. It's yeah. a big one. It's huge. And it, 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 it is discounted mm. and because it's like, oh, yeah, I get – it seems Make so obvious. Cut. Yeah, it seems that's the thing. It seems so obvious. And this is the other thing. And, and as you said, in another podcast, we will totally break this down. Because I would love to share with everyone how you go about approaching a mentor. Like what are the touch points? Like mm. is is email better than phone? Yeah. For example, how do you do face-to-face? What questions should you ask? How should you even dress? Mm. How do you even create a situation where you can have a follow-up meeting? Like Let's get into that. There is such yeah. an art there. There and is. That, yeah. and I'll, that's going to be a fun episode. It will be, yeah. Um, but let's go on. Pillar number pillar six. Pillar number six. The, the final, final pillar. Yeah. And this is the story you share, civic video story. Yeah. Very much a bit of a comedy skit at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, what is pillar number six? Pillar number six. Uh, and again, it's probably, I, and you you brought this to my attention recently, saying you know, the, stories, the story I share was a 30-second comment that's now a 35-minute like mm. stand-up routine. And it's very funny. It's very entertaining. And maybe because of the funniness of the story, people don't feel the magnitude of the idea at the end. There's I think an so. To that. And do you know what the, the trick was for me? I saw a TikTok video of this girl and she was just like, here are three ways that I have been able to get out of depression. And number one was I just started changing my thoughts. Mm. And to see someone, I guess, who was normal or not like you and I who teach this stuff, but to see just an everyday person who wasn't trying to teach, she was just sharing what worked for her. And I was like... Mm. I forget, like, yeah, yeah this yeah. thing works. And that because sometimes I feel like, you know, Byron, you do all this stuff, you're up on stage, you know, you're, you're different to everyone else. I'm like, I'm, I'm just normal. Yeah. But to see just an everyday, and I say everyday in quotations marks, but to see her say, I just tried to change my thoughts and my whole life mm. changed. I started thinking better thoughts. Which is mindset. Yeah, which is pillar mindset. number six. Yeah, so pillar number six. It, it's four words in a very specific order. If we want to change our results in life, and when I say results, all areas, finances, career, Mm. health, family, relationships, passions, whatever it is. If you want to change our results, we have to ask ourselves the question, what determines those results? And what determines our results are the actions that we take. We take an action and it gives us a result. Mm. So then the question is, what determines our actions? Now, this is crucial. Every action that somebody makes is based on one of two motivations, to either avoid pain or to gain pleasure. Mm. That's really all down to it. I'm, I'm making this decision. I'm taking this action because I want to avoid some pain 
or I'm taking this action, I'm making a decision because I want to feel pleasure. Sliding scale, but really they're the two motivators. Yeah, yeah. So it's what determines our actions? It's our feelings that determine our actions. How we feel dictates our actions. Our actions determine our results. So what determines our feelings? And this is the whole point of the story. What determines our feelings? No one else can control except for us, but everything influences it. It's our thoughts. Mm. It's the quality of our thinking on a daily basis that will dictate how we feel, which will then impact our actions and will give us our results. Mm. You want to change your life? You want to change your results? You've got to change your thoughts. That's what this whole podcast is about. That's why you're listening right now. It's educating you in a way to challenge your thought process, to heighten your mentality, to ask better questions, to um, live a better life. Mm. Yeah. Thoughts. So what is it? It's thoughts dictate your feelings. That impact our actions, that determine our results. It's as simple That's as it. that. And I, yeah, I just, and we'll unpack that obviously in another episode, but I think it's, it's so powerful. We mentioned it before, whether you think you can or whether you th think you can't, you're right. Yeah. And uh, even a previous episode, um, the other week I was filming for my podcast, we were talking about this and just how like, um, if you perceive showing emotion as weakness or if you perceive showing emotion as strength, you're right. Yeah. So whenever you see someone showing emotion, you're going to see them as weak. You're going to see that everything that happens, you're going to see, you know, the body posture will be like this or they'll be, you know, vulnerable. Whereas if you see it as a strength, you'll probably naturally, when you show emotion, you'll broaden your chest and you'll do all these different things. Mm. That's really short, but it's just, it's so powerful. Mm. And um, yeah, so, and obviously the story you share is about civic videos. So, you know, it was a job that everyone hated, stacking the shelves. Yeah. But by Ask having questions, better, how can I have better, better thoughts? thoughts around this? Let's turn it into a game. Mm. Let's gamify it. Yeah. Bang. Everyone yeah. around you is doing it and it's, it becomes fun. Yeah. And you can see that in so many aspects. You, you, can, you can change the way you feel about anything if you ask enough questions. Like I, one of the things I hate doing, I don't like using that word, I hate peeling potatoes. Mm. Like it really used to irritate me. And it's like sitting there and, it's, I, and I sometimes cut my fingers on the, you know, on the, on the, the peeler. So then one day I, I said, well, okay, I hate doing this. I've got to do it anyway. Can you do it one take? Is that yeah. Well, no, I'll see how many... Top, like what's the minimum amount of yeah, yeah, yeah. peel? So my record is like six, six and it's completely peeled. One, two, three, you know. And so that's gamifying peeling potatoes. Yep. But all that is, is the quality of my thoughts, questions I'm asking myself, then dictating my feelings, actions and results. So in summary, here are the six pillars. Pillar number one, step outside your comfort zone to face fear, grow and achieve success. Pillar number two, play above the line by taking accountability, responsibility and ownership to grow your circle of influence. Pillar number three, have the right state of mind combined with the strategy to give you success. Pillar number four, dream, struggle, prize. Have delayed gratification and know you've got to put the work in. Pillar number five, follow recipes. People who have the results you want um, and can teach you the lessons to get to where you want to go. And pillar number six, you want to change your results, change your thoughts. Yep. So those are the six pillars of Empower You. We discussed them on the program. Um, so powerful. And I'm, I'm excited to break them down into like, you know, 30 minute episodes each. Yeah. Um, there's so much more to unpack with those. We'll share more. If you're still not, if you struggle to understand them, that's what this podcast is for. Because I know, you know, we, we teach a lot about Empower You. If people understand 60%, 80%, if they understand 80%, I'd be impressed. I think mm. most people only get 10 to 20% their first yeah. time. I but that's not the, you know, it's there. That's why they revisit. They feel that hit of motivation. But with the podcast, hopefully we can give some more tangible stories that it might just click in your head yeah. so that you understand I mean, it. I feel like Empower You is like the school of life. Mm. That's kind of what it's about. It's about the school of life. You know, where you've come from, let's talk about that, your past and how that's shaped you. 
let's talk about where you are in your present and how that's working out for you. And let's get a clear vision for your future mm. and how you're going to do that. That's really what it is. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I mentioned to you my favorites. Uh, actually, I don't know. They're all good. I was going to say comfort zones, but then, you know, you need, I feel like all six combined, they all tie in together so well. As well, they well. do. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, excited to unpack them. But that's it this episode of the Empower You Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Empower You Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. For more information on our live events, please head to www.empoweryou.com.au. We look forward to having you join us again for the next episode of the Empower You Podcast.